Hello, and thanks for tuning in to Everything's a Great Idea When We're High. I'm your host, Jacqueline. And I am today's co-host. My name is Terry. Hello, Terry. Hello, Jacqueline. How are you doing? Lovely to see your beautiful face. You too. You're always gorgeous. Oh, God, stop it. No, keep it coming. Absolutely. (laughs) Positive women building each other up. We need more of that, man. Absolutely. (laughs) We're starting a little support group. (laughs) Must be fucking awesome, the other women. (laughs) Must be awesome. Must smoke weed. Always. Always smoke weed. Mm -hmm. I don't think I trust people that don't anymore. Because, like, there's something wrong with them. But they, they, they definitely have ulterior motives. The power of the pot. They just don't realize mm-hmm. the power of the pot. So they're not as enlightened as us. So maybe we shouldn't share our energy with them. Love that. Love that. Bring me like minded fools and we will get high together. Absolutely. I love it. What are you smoking on today? I am actually going to roll up some black runts. Mm. I would. I honestly, I am still in a little bit of a smiley face treats, um, edible hangover from last night, you know, because I like to eat my edibles, you know, when I see them sweet, just sitting there mm-hmm. late at night, I'm like, oh, let me judge myself at 2am. It's now 10 o'clock in the morning and I'm like, whoops, <laughs> where did I have to go today? <laughs> I love that. But I'll tell you what, those fucking cookies are delicious. What kind did you have? Oh, a lemon. Uh, there was like a lemon, and then there was a chocolate chip. There's so many different flavors, but if you can make a good lemon cookie, you've got me. Same. I love lemon. Lemon and chocolate, but lemon and chocolate together. Have you ever had it? No, I've never done so lemon and chocolate. Before. I'm going to make this for you because we hang out in the summer. Like the world doesn't know this, but we 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 swim together. We hang out. We visit. I'm we going swim? to make it. Well, we we <laughs> float. We float. Is that what you call what we do? <laughs> Yeah, we swim. We, float. we do yoga too. Yeah, <laughs> yoga. Sound. I'm gonna get to a sound bath because that is like my favorite thing to do. We're talking about doing one at my pool. Yes, let me do it. She's gonna, she's gonna sit on the concrete, mm-hmm. and she said we can put people in floats in the pool. So it's like bring your own noodle type of thing. Because <laughs> you can float with a noodle. Yeah, absolutely. Because, but, my last pool float just, you know, became goat food, you know. <laughs> um, I never got it inside. But yeah, so I make a lemon meringue pie, but my meringue is chocolate meringue. I haven't made this in a very long time, but for you, you I'm going to make it. To. Oh, you need to make this. And it doesn't even have to be infused. No, I don't need to make it infused. No. no, we're just going to smoke and then eat the shit out of this pie. We can do that. No cutting it either, just like fork and have fork, at it. Yeah. Fork and spoons. Yep. So if you have problems with sharing DNA, you must not be able to enjoy. No. no. You will not be able to enjoy eating this pie with us. <laughs> <laughs> it's mine, you can't have it. Um... Yeah. <laughs> I love citrus though. Anything citrus, like even the citrus weeds. Oh, yeah. Lime or, or grapefruit, like. I like the flavor of citrusy weeds, but they give me a headache. Why is that? Really? Maybe it's a maybe it's a floral terp in it or something. Maybe. Or it's possible. 
florals give me headaches too. It's almost like and an allergy um, headache, just right in the front. Mm-hmm. Okay. Some strains make my hands sticky. I'm not sticky. Well, they all make it sticky, but I mean itchy. Yeah, I, I react to certain strains. They'll make me itchy. It, is it rolling it that makes you itchy, or is it smoking that makes it itchy? Rolling it, touching yeah. it. Yeah, smoking it, I'm fine. <laughs> At least I tell myself I am. <laughs> I just take it out you'll be okay I don't care if my lungs itch I've got some uh, what is this this is black runs I'm not usually a runs fan but I'll tell you what this is freaking tasty I think the only runs that I really really like the most is rainbow runs that I had recently okay that one was really nice 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 I have a gorilla cheese going today really gorilla glue usually makes me cough my head off and it doesn't matter who grows it or where I get it from it just makes me cough and eat. Uh-huh. So what does that taste like? Is it like gassy? Is it Mimi? Stop! You can't do that now. Uh, friggin' show Mimi. Oh my god. We have to talk about Mimi now because Mimi is your rescue dog from yes. Puerto Rico, right? Yes, yes, from Puerto Rico. She's so sweet. They lied. She was a big lie. <laughs> I walked in and it says her card says 18 months and I'm looking at her and I'm looking at her teeth and I'm like nah she's just small and it passed through as a puppy uh-huh. but I'm like that's cool I don't need a puppy to train well, she's just an adult that needs to be trained <laughs> or you're not talking her language <laughs> or I'm not talking her language how do I say stop pissing in the house in Spanish oh gosh if someone could pipe in with that yes. phrase for me I would love that. Please, Mimi, please stop pissing in the house in Spanish. Pee outside. How do we say that? I, know, I, know. I need a translator to come over and speak to my dog for a day. I will give you an eighth of weight. <laughs> I bet there's an app for that, though, on your phone. Oh, my God. I'm going to find it. I've had her for three years now. I don't know if she'd be confused because I don't talk to her in Spanish. She's just like completely bored and lonely and has nothing, no clue what's going on for three years. Um, all she wants to do is play. Yeah. With, she's so cute. with my cats. And my cats are just like, we don't want to play with you. Some of the younger ones will. Yeah. My one cat cleans her and she cleans him like like they're the same species but they're not I, I, I don't know they just have their own little bond with each other it's really sweet actually how many cats do you have we're not gonna say that out loud because okay. then people really think i'm fucking nuts man. that's fine <laughs> yeah. how many okay how many of your cats are yours and how many of your cats are fosters that you're trying to find homes for well right now i have some foster cats i have uh nelly who's been in my house for almost a year now um she came from my pole barn and her sister missy um missy still is quite the handful as far as social issues um but nelly's super sweet um you know if i could get her in a home especially at home with other cats because she really likes other cats that would be great yeah please and then i have freya who i um got from um the irresistible aquatics design property okay <laughs> um she's a young mama she i took her and her babies in 
three weeks ago. So the babies are three weeks and they're up and moving. Um, I've got two little boys and one female. Females black and white, little boys black and white, and the other little boy is uh, like tabby and white. But the black and whites are little fuzzy wuzzies. They're going to be like medium hair fuzzy kittens. I love that. Yeah, and I've got my hands on them. They're very social already, so they're not going to have any problems. Oh, that's great. It's just a matter of finding homes because there's not enough homes out there. Get your pets spayed and neutered. Please, what the fuck? (laughs) Seriously, stop going and getting free kittens. Exactly. (laughs) Or if you go get your free kit and call and make your appointment now to get it fixed. Mm-hmm. Because I can guarantee you by the time you get it, it's going in the heat. <laughs> How do you feel about people that feed strays? I think it's great because someone has to feed them. If you can get someone that's taking care of a colony, mm-hmm. they're going in there, they're getting them all with some type of community, getting them get them fixed Mm -hmm. to stop the spread of the population usually giving them a quick rabies Mm -hmm. shot and they ear tip them to let people know hey these cats are fixed they're just they roam from colony to colony and that's how they get set you know and people have when there's a colony in established it usually attracts more cats Mm -hmm. and that's why people get so angry at the people that are feeding the colonies because they blame them for bringing more cats to the situation but that person is just trying to help with a population control and trying to help feed those that are hungry the ones you need to be angry about are the ones that keep giving away free kittens that and I can't stand the people that feed the strays and do nothing for them they literally just put food out no you need to take care of them you need to make sure they're healthy make sure that they're cared for yeah and I mean usually if you reach out to a lot of the rescues are overwhelmed oh yeah but if yeah but if you have that litter of kittens already and the mother cat and they're like three or four weeks old why can't you just keep them for another three to four weeks for us we can help you get them spayed and fixed and all that fun stuff our issue is we just have nowhere to put them right now. And if you could just keep them for a few more weeks, we can help you still. Mm-hmm. We're not turning you down. We're just saying, hey, we have nowhere to put these babies. Yeah. You know, just hold on to them for a little bit longer. You know, we can list them up through our pet finder apps. Mm-hmm. You know, it, there's ways to still help. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. If, if people are willing to just hold on to them for a little bit longer. And I know it's frustrating because it's not usually your cat. You know, they just show up. Now, I do like the groups that go out and like you said, they they, they trap and release and, and all that. That I, I think is an amazing, that takes a really great hearted person to do that and time out of their life and out of their day to go out there. And- it does, especially when they've worked with some of these guys and they see that they can be socialized mm-hmm. and you're putting them back out in the elements. Yeah. But you kind of have, you got to put them back out where they're used to. Oh yeah, Absolutely. So yeah, it's a it's a never ending non not much gratitude goes your way. You know, people think you're just part of the problem when you're really just trying to help yeah. create some type of solution. Yeah. And don't just like freak out on these people. Ask them, are you part of an organization? Have you like ask questions? Don't just assume everybody's just doing stupid shit. <laughs> I mean, I tend to just assume everybody's doing stupid shit, but. <laughs> 
I tried really hard not to. <laughs> tried really hard not to. <laughs> and plus, it's also, you know, finding the facilities that are going to do low-cost spay and neuter. So you're in way south Jersey. Is there a specific... Oh, you're in Franklinville. Is there a specific clinic or one specific place that you recommend down that way? Or... Because I know we have one up here called Ace of Spays. And that's all they do. They do trap and release, spay and neuter all day. Well, I know uh, Cumberland County has... South Jersey Regional has their own trap, neuter, and release program. I believe uh, Gloucester County, it's called Gypsy Rose. That's their clinic mm. for low-cost pay and neuter. Um, and I believe there's one in Millville now, too. Oh, awesome. I'll have to look that up, and if so, I'll add that name to the list. Yeah, yeah. I believe there's one in Millville. I can't find the stuff to roll my joint properly. Oh, no. How much I know, right? I still haven't... Sm- I did smoke something earlier. I smoked hash. Mm. You shouldn't smoke hash first thing in the morning. No? No, don't smoke hash first thing in the morning. It makes you want to go back to bed. Oh, well, yeah, that. <laughs> There's that. <laughs> what are you smoking? You got... I just have a joint that I rolled of the Gorilla Cheese. I have a little... Treat. So... My I do the cones and I accidentally poked a little hole in it, so I use a paper on the outside as like a band aid, and I just wrap it around that's and seal so it. That's so adorable, those little band aids. So, yeah, I I just yeah I always have both rolling papers and cones because I tend to rip cones like crazy, but I can't roll because my hands don't work that way. I know I can roll some of the hemp wraps, but some of them are too damn small for me. I feel like my hands don't work mm-hmm. like that anymore. Yeah. So what do you got planned for the summer? Oh, uh, my summer. Uh, my kids are going to be home with me all summer. Yay. Um, <laughs> Leland's going to start swim lessons on Fridays. Awesome. And Kyle will come and go. I think I'm going to sign him up. I found a free soccer clinic for him. And I found a couple couple different like weekly camps that are free. But they're only like two hours a day for three days a week or whatever. Whatever. I'm just going to do all the free stuff this year. Nice. I'll play a lot of favorite? My favorite. Too. My favorite beach. Oh, my favorite beach is Island Beach State Park. They have. Um, it's down by Seaside. It's six dollars for your whole car load to go in. Okay. They have private bathrooms. They have showers. They have a restaurant. They have a bar. Everything right there on the beach. Nice. It's beautiful. And, you know, the lifeguards are there as every beach is. Um, But I really liked, I went with you last year for the first time to Ventnor. Okay, you've never been there before. Yeah, I've never been there before. I'd really like to go see that one again and and spend another day there. Yeah, I'm just looking for beaches with, uh, you know, that don't have the very long sand walk type thing. So that's the other thing about Island Beach State Park. One, they have those blue mats all the way out. Oh, that's awesome. They also have beach wheelchairs available. And I've been there where I get down there, I spend the day on the beach, now I can't get back to my car. Uh And the lifeguards have come over and they've gotten me the wheelchair and they help me get back to my car. And it's not a big deal. Well, that's an awesome service. Mm -hmm. I'll have to try that one this year. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I can't wait to get my toes down there. Oh, me either. I love the beach. Me too. Even that Leland, who hated the beach up until probably August of last summer, he finally really liked. It was when we all went together to Ventnor. Okay. And he had other kids to play with. And he had, like, he really. Yep. 
he really had a good time and then that was it now it's been all winter mommy when do we get to go back to the beach and he'll say he'll say to me he'll say sorry he'll go mommy can you call your girls and ask them when the pool opens mommy can you call your girls and ask them when we're going to the beach oh my god so cute so what days of the week are you free with him then any day except well Fridays his swim lessons at noon on Friday and that's it okay okay yeah I keep waiting for some 90 degree days get some warmth in this pool we were at a kids party Saturday and they had their pool open and the kids were in the pool one of them comes over to me he goes when is the water gonna get warm I I just looked at him and I said uh a month from now? Don't you feel like we had 90 degree weather by now last year? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm like, I was thinking that the other day. I'm like, it's warm, but it's not. She is the best watchdog I ever had. I've ever had, but I really didn't need a watchdog. <laughs> so it's like, shut up! <laughs> It's a good thing I don't have, like, these teenagers trying to sneak in. Well, it's a good thing for them. I don't Mm -hmm. have a teenager trying to sneak in and out of the house because it would never happen with this dog. Holy shit. No one's getting in or out with this dog. I worry because Moose is going to be long gone before my kids are teenagers, and I need to find a dog that will tell on them just like he does. Like, they are five and nine, and if they leave the front yard too far, like, they're only allowed three houses down. If they go uh-huh. three and a half houses, my dogs are telling me. And Moose will I sit there and them. cry and scratch at the door and yell, and, oh my gosh, he gets so mad when those kids are out of sight. So I need That's to... That's awesome. But he's getting old, and I'm worried, and, mm. and him and Stir Fry aren't doing well. But they're... She's 16 and he's nine, but the size difference, they're pretty much the same. Absolutely. And it just, it's breaking my heart. It's killing me. I've never had a senior dog before. No. My parents always got rid of my dogs before they got old. Yeah. Are you sure? I'm 100% serious. Oh, my parents were horrible people. I've told you this. They're terrible people. But that was the one thing. Like, I, I didn't realize this until my dog had her seizure three months ago. I was like, I've never, I've never lived and taken care of a senior dog because they gave away. Yeah. I've known a lot of families like that where they just let them go back and put them down by themselves. Mm-hmm. I've never, never, never now, I can't do Mind that. you, I have taken plenty of people's, like my brothers used to call, well, my one brother had called me two or three different pets that he had that needed to get put down. Can you take them? And I can, absolutely. Yeah. Because I never well, had like, that connection. I don't know what the hell I'm going to do when it's mine. Uh, <laughs> you love them through it. Yep, I'm gonna have to. And it, their love through it. I mean, what greater gift can you give them but to love them through it? Oh yeah. And I I could never imagine not being there for them. Absolutely, I can't either. My heart's too big. (laughs) We love too hard. That's it. You're right. But do we? Yes. Is that really a bad thing that we love? It's not a bad thing. It's just that we love hard. It's not. That's why it hurts when people Mm -hmm. don't reciprocate. Yeah. When we get hurt, it hurts more. Because when we love, we love more. Especially if people treat you like you're just downright disposable. But you know what? Some people evolve in life and some people don't evolve in life. And it's just what it comes down to. You know, and 
I think, you know, like people have told me, we go through different lessons throughout our lives, Mm -hmm. different relationships, different friendships. We are meant to take something from them. It might be a hard lesson. It might be a good lesson. But there's always a lesson in something. But then it's just respectively allowing yourself to learn the lesson and not trying to keep repeating it the whole entire time in your head and moving forward to the next part of your life. You know, allowing yourself to keep trying, to keep progressing. I don't know how to put it. Never stop learning. No, you can't. You You you, you learn from yourself. You learn from everything around you and, and adapt to what you've learned. You know, some people can adapt to what they learn. Some mm-hmm. people can't, yeah. and some people are afraid to learn because if they learn, it means what they already know is wrong. Right? Bizarre to me that you can't be proven wrong. This is the first yeah. day I've actually smoked weed in a week, so I'm like, I don't know where we are right now, but I hope it's somewhere good. We're philosophical right now. Every time you and I smoke together, we end up here. Oh, yeah. We, Why metaphysical, is that? philosophical. I love it. I love it. But that's why I like talking to you. Because I like I like getting deep. Oh, my God. I did that sound bath. I've never, never did it before. You know, I've seen the Tibetan bowls and know what it's about. But to sit there and actually experience it in a smaller group with everything. Um, okay, it's going to sound crazy. But do you, you ever hear of a... Like, how do you say it? Uh, Post transgressional life where you see flashbacks of Mm -hmm. current lives. Mm -hmm. Well, while going through it, I had flashes of two different types of lives. And um, I had a friend of mine that night have a dream about me. And in the dream, it was basically one of the visions that I was seeing. Oh my god, how special is that? That's fucking incredible. I have goosebumps right now. You have that connection with? Pay attention to that shit. Fuck yeah. Oh, that's amazing. I love that. The first... I even even said to her, I said, I was a man. She goes, I know you were. I said, okay, we are on the right page because I never even thought that that I'd be a man in another life. But you know, man. Oh, wow. Yeah, so uh, it's been an interesting journey. I've been working with some really interesting people, a lot of different kinds of healers, shamans, and talking with people that have uh, like a higher uh, mindset, I guess you would say. More enlightened people. Yes, it's important. It's important to keep people like that around. It is, because they can be very grounding for you. And we forget how easily we get distracted and stop practicing reaching that higher having others around you having the community of like-minded folks it just keeps that practice going it keeps that mindset where it needs to be yeah and finding a safe place to do it you know but you know i've it's been an interesting journey i mean god how long ago did i meet you i can't even get it's been over a year it's been it's been about 18 months probably yeah, it feels like forever, though. Because we've been in each other's life every lifetime we've ever had. You think so? Oh, absolutely. I know you yeah. better than you think. <laughs> <laughs> You're one of those. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, we're, I feel like all of our spirits that are connected, we've always 
come into each other's lives, like at some point or another. At some point or another. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember yeah. the name of the movie. The movie Hancock. Have you ever seen that one with Will Smith? I think so. And I don't, I can't remember if he's a time traveler or he's just, he's lived all these lifetimes and he's always met his wife. In every lifetime. In every lifetime. Gotcha. But sometimes they're trying to kill each other. Sometimes they're in love. Like, it's it's different scenarios every time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's why some people, I see them through the eyes. Mm-hmm. And they just look completely familiar to me. Oh, yeah. I had that happen last night. You had that happen last night? Mm-hmm. I was in the that's ER. <laughs> I was in the emergency the ER. room. Yeah, fine. Okay? Oh, we'll find out later, but I'm fine. I went for chest pain. They don't know what's wrong with me. It's stupid. I'm mad. I got treated like shit. But I walked in and the nurse who came and got me to take me back, I knew her immediately. Like, And I said to her two different times, I know you. And she's like, well, I... I don't know you. I said, but I need to know you. Like, you're supposed to be here right now. And she's like, what's your pain level? And I'm like, no, I swear I'm not. Like, I'm not delusional. Need more morphine. Right? No, they no, I never got anything for pain. I got no medication whatsoever. And it was chest pain? It was chest pain. Could have been in, like, your sternum area? More than likely, it was an issue due to an antibiotic I've been on for my oral surgery that I had last week. Okay. But I find that hard to believe because I've been on the medication for like a week. (laughs) But why all of a sudden? Long-term use? Maybe. But then my blood work, he came in and he's like, hey, uh, your blood work looks good. There's just this one number that's out of whack. It could mean you have a blood clot. So we're going to do another test. Well, he did the next test. Supposedly that test came back fine. I haven't gotten those results in my app yet. But I pulled up my chest actually? They did. There was nothing in my chest. Okay, good. But when I looked at the results to my blood work, there's like multiple tests that are abnormal. Sometimes we shouldn't look at our own blood work. (laughs) (laughs) Because we can tend to lead ourselves down roads we might necessarily might not need to go down and look for borrowed trouble. You're right. Because if you've been on an, an, an antibiotic for a while, that can alter some different stuff. You're your right. Work. You're right. If you're fighting stuff, your inflammation markers could be high. The reason I asked about the chest pain is because I know you have arthritic issues. Mm-hmm. I have found even wearing a bralette, having that band if I wear it even for a day the next day I have literally spasms throughout my whole entire sternum that's very painful so that's called costochondritis yes and I hate it (laughs) it is so painful it didn't feel like that Okay. it was more like you know when you get a lump in your throat right when you're about to cry yeah it was that but right here right dead center of the sternum and every time I'd try to breathe or swallow or move, it would just get tighter. Unless it sounds like it could be a hiatal hernia. Hmm. I didn't think about that. Yeah, because they're a little bit further up towards your sternum. Yeah. Pain and restriction like that too. Mm. Look so at us. I mean, we're gonna be. We're gonna diagnose me before the episode. We're gonna diagnose you through a podcast. Your heart and lungs are fine. You've got a hernia. But seriously, I would it's rather. Gas. I would it's just gas, Jackie. That's yeah. all it is. Is just gas. go fart. 
Girls don't fart though. Um, I would rather get medical advice from someone like me and you who are chronically ill because we've had all this stupid stuff. Yeah, sometimes that chest pit. I, I, I mean, I had, um, what do you call it? Uh, after having my youngest, uh, oh my God, we call it with the heart thing that I had congestive heart failure. So for the longest time when I'd feel tightness in my chest, I'd be like, it happened again, it's happening again. I had that you with meningitis. That, I, you yeah. get to that panic, like, yep. oh no, it's happening again. I'm not gonna be able to breathe. I, I had meningitis at 19. Every headache I had after that, I thought I was dying. Like You had medical PTSD. Exactly. <laughs> That's why I don't go to the doctors anymore because I don't want to hear what you're going to tell me I need. What's wrong? Mm-hmm. Oh, Tyra, we might have to. Uh, I don't want to hear it. I'm just going <laughs> to use weed to help. Right? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, boy. But yeah, so, and you know it's bad for me when I go to the emergency room because the oh, same for you. We don't, yeah. we don't do that. That's that's the it. last resort. We compromise ourselves when we go to the ER. Mm-hmm. And that's why even as a parent, you cringe about taking your child to the ER. Yeah. Because you know you might come home sick. Gonna come home <laughs> sick. They're not gonna believe me. They You're don't care. You're not being a parent. I swear, we've all had these thoughts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gotta keep mom healthy to take care of the sick child. Yep. <laughs> I've said this multiple times. I just don't understand how people get into the medical field and are not compassionate. I don't know if it's they go in with the intent to be compassionate and realize that there needs to be a certain amount of detachment mm. because some of the cases that they do say. Yeah, you're I mean, right. It's the same thing for like your ambulance workers, mm-hmm. even your cops, your EMTs. I mean, I mean, you see so much tragedy and death I mean it kind of hardens some people yeah that's the right perspective I should be looking at it no but when you're in pain you want that patient care and bedside matter went Mm -hmm. out the window when everyone started looking in a computer our doctors used to talk to us now they're filling it in on a computer screen not even making eye contact I was there I, I went in Immediately they did a chest x-ray. Before I even had my gown on, Good. they were doing Good. a chest x-ray. Good. And then the nurse came in to take my blood. It took 30 minutes for him to find a vein. Dehydrate it? Probably. But come on. 30, 30 minutes? minutes. After like three minutes, go get somebody else. bring anyone else in the look? No. And of course, you know me. I'm sitting there. I'm like, come on. You can do it, buddy. You got this. I have faith in you. He wasn't fishing, but he was just, oh like, tapping God. and, like, retying the tourniquet, and uh, I'm going to be black and blue. It makes me cringe just thinking about that, about the tourniquet. Mm-hmm. That's my least favorite part of the whole entire experience. And then he's just, like, he just kept tapping and tapping, and I'm like, dude, you're, like, my arm is killing me right now. Would you go get somebody else? He never did. He finally got it after 30 minutes. My husband timed him. That's how long it was taking. And he passed lobotomy. Right. <laughs> usually after a couple times, they said they, they'll usually go to my other arm. I told I him know. which arm to go to, and he refused to go to it. We know ourselves better. I go every think. two months for blood work. I know where you can get blood from. That's not it. 
You ever have them put it in your foot? I have. It hurts. Oh, that hurts. I hate the foot and the hand. I'd rather just... I don't mind my hand. No? No, I don't mind my hand. I've had that when I was... When I had Leland, I had both hands done at the same time. And I didn't, I didn't mind that at all. I had more freedom to, to move my arms. Yeah, that's true when they put it in the hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. And maybe that's why they did when I had Leland. Maybe they do that for um, labor and delivery. Yeah, maybe that is a thing for labor and delivery. To always put it in the hand. Because I think that's the only time I had it in my hands. Other yeah, than, no, other than no, when I had meningitis. Yeah, when I had I meningitis, I had, I had IVs in every part of my body. Oh my God, it's horrible. When I was, um, after I had Kaylee, when uh, they, <laughs> they released me from ICU, but I still needed Lasix. And I said, well, can't you give it to me in pill form? And they're like, well, yes, there is pill form because all my IVs kept collapsing. So they come into <laughs> my regular ER room, these two medical students and this doctor, and I'm begging them. I said, please, can you just switch me over to the pill? You're talking about releasing me anyway. You can't get a line. He goes, well, we're going to try in your neck. I said, you're going to do what? He goes, hold on. And they start rising the bottom end of the bed. And he goes, we're going to do it so all the blood rushes to your head. And I'm like, stop. Oh, my God. I started yelling at him. I'm like, stop what you're doing now. Get me a fucking doctor in here. Do not poke me with anything around my neck. Oh, my God. (laughs) And uh, the gynecologist comes in and he starts going through the chart. He goes, yeah, I think we can switch it over to the pill form of the Lasix right now and see how you do for 24 hours. I was like, I'm like, they're going to put me upside down to put a fucking IV in me. What the fuck is this shit? My worst fucking nightmare. While you're at it, why don't you give me five root canals? Please think it's worth my time. Tie my tubes. Come on, let's make it a real party. Yeah, right. Oh my god. And like, talk about consent. Like, we're just gonna start pumping you up. Yeah. We're... The fuck you are. <laughs> oh my god. Let me see the side of your neck. Fuck you. I jokingly I call them vampires. They were. No one will ever stick a needle on the side of my neck. I am bound to determine that. I mean, it's bad enough they go in for the gums. Side of the neck. All right. Earring. Okay. But fuck that shit. <laughs> then don't, don't have a uh, massive heart attack and need open heart surgery then. Exactly. Because then you got to get a tube in your neck. Well, <laughs> then I'll concede. <laughs> When I'm dying, absolutely, I'll let's go. I'll be knocked out. I won't have any fucking ideas. <laughs> At this point, do what you need. Oh, that's great. Hopefully I'll wake up and we can talk all about it. Yeah, right? Oh, that's so funny. That's how I found out in recovery that I stopped breathing on the table after having my daughter. The nurse is talking about me. I'm like, oh, cool. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm like, so how's my baby? <laughs> so like, she's great. Thank you. Thank oh, you. Man. I was Thank cursing you. out my labor and delivery staff because I was very medicated. I um I pushed for 12 hours. He did, he got stuck. I had to have an emergency C-section. But, Don't you love it? 
I had an upper respiratory infection when I went in to have him. So my sinuses were all full. I went no sleep for two days. They took me into the OR after pushing for 12 hours. I get in the OR and they flip the table up like they do for the C-section and all my sinuses started filling up. Oh, couldn't breathe. Couldn't breathe. So then they, after I, after they get him out, everything's good. They get me into recovery. They start pumping me up with pain meds and all kinds of stuff, but also Benadryl. I don't do well on Benadryl. I get nasty on Benadryl. And every time I'd close my eyes. You're the second person to fucking tell me that. It's just bad. Give me me all the Oxy. I'm fine. You give me one Benadryl and I am fucking crazy. (sighs) You're a lunatic on Benadryl. It's insane to me. Um, but yeah, so I'm laying there and I'm trying to go to sleep because I know I'm about to get really nasty. But every time I put my head back, my sinuses would fill up again. And I'd just be like, motherfucker! <laughs> and like wake myself up. And I wake up, one of the times I wake up and the nurse is at my foot of my bed on, on the computer, typing in all the information and I just start screaming, you fucking bitch! And she looks at me and she's like, oh, I'm like, I'm sorry, it's the Benadryl and I can't breathe. But Lee's busy because he's in the NICU with Leland. Because I told him, I'm like, whatever you do, don't leave that baby's side. I'm fine. I will be fine. You stay with him. Uh And he's out doing that. And I'm in here cursing out the whole fucking room of women in recovery, moms in recovery, and nurses are hearing me just... (laughs) Oh. It brought out the demon in you. Oh, it was bad. And then all I kept saying is, I just want Mucinex. I need to get it out. Please give me Mucinex. Oh my goodness. But nobody knew if you could take Mucinex after giving birth. I don't care at this point. I just need to be able to breathe. Yeah, right. Like, we'll give you oxygen. I can't breathe in the oxygen. <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't like suction you out or something. No, they don't, they don't do anything. They Come in and suction this out, please. We wonder why America has the highest death rate for birthing people. <sighs> They don't care as long as they're getting paid. Yeah, right. Pop the baby out. How's mom? Who cares? <laughs> no, they don't care about mom. No, they don't care about mom. But I will say, my my Leland was very well taken care of. I happened to know one of the nurses that was in the NICU, and I texted her and said, "Hey, he's on his way up to you." Yeah. Um, and he got amazing care. But then when I got to the mother baby ward, like out of the OR and all that stuff. It was amazing. That that was a great experience. They had a great team. Um, the lactation specialists were really good. Yeah. And that was Virtua Mount Holly that I had him. I had um, my first one in Stratford. Okay. Kennedy in Stratford when they still had mm-hmm. delivery and everything because my GYM was up there. Mm-hmm. And then um, so I had her up there. My son was at Jefferson, and my daughter was at Jefferson in Washington Township. Um, I mean, I ended up in the ICU after having Kaylee, and I was released from the ICU because they thought I was okay. 
and I went back down to labor and delivery. It was back in labor and delivery the congestive heart failure started. Oh wow! But it was it was wasn't because of my heart being weak. It was because they gave me a bunch of blood transfusions oh. and filled me up with fluids after the emergency C-section. Gotcha. So it was just too much. There was nowhere for it to go, so it went into my lungs. Mm. So then they took me back to ICU. Mm -hmm. When they took me back to ICU, they were so severely understaffed. There was a gentleman across the hallway from me that was dying. And everyone was in there working on him. And I was in the bed across the hallway, you know, Mm -hmm. going into congestive heart failure on IV Lasix, you know, and if it wasn't for my mom being in the room for me, I wouldn't have had any care at all. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. My mother fucking took care of me because the nurses were hands-on. And so be it, you know. Yeah. I'm not dying. We figured what's going on with me. You know, right. This young man you know, take care of mom. But it was sad because I'm not... It kind of sad because if... I was someone that didn't have someone in there with me. Mm-hmm. I kind of would have been just miserable left in there. Oh, yeah. You know, because I needed a lot of attention. Mm-hmm. And it really humbles you when you're an adult and you require so much attention that you can't take care of the little things mm-hmm. and you just, you've been able to take care of it since you've been a child. Yeah. We take for granted you're a not. lot. Oh, we take for granted. That's mm-hmm. why I'm supposed, I'm supposed to have shoulder surgery. Why haven't you done a car? Who's going to fucking take care of me? One arm. What, what am I going to do? Yeah. God bless my friend. She's like, I'll, I'll put a bathing suit on. I'll help you out. <laughs> I'm like, but you think about that shit before going in again. Surgery. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck's going to happen? I got to take, you know, time to recover now. I'll never forget when my mom broke both of her wrists. And I had to put, I had to put her deodorant on for her. Like I did everything for that woman for weeks because what the hell can you do when you got two hands and casts? Like, I can't imagine having no arm at all, like with a shoulder. Oh my God. That's even more that you can't do. (laughs) Wow. I can't. Oh, I can't imagine not having use of an arm. Mm -mm. No. No. (laughs) And, And it's funny because I go long periods of time without full use of a leg and I'm like yeah I'm good I could lose a leg I can get around there's wheels fine (laughs) right right but my arms I'm no I need them right I was excited for Patty about her hip I'm like Mm -hmm. once you heal you're gonna be able to like walk the beach and it's not gonna fucking hurt I'm jealous I'm jealous I wanna walk the beach and I'm fucking hurt I mean it's a road to recovery with any major surgery oh yeah I just know that from my dad getting the knee replacement Mm -hmm. because they go through tendons and they go through muscles you know and it's all that that needs to heal also so I'm just like I know eventually I'm going to need a hip who knows I might need one now but you know yeah, I just want to stick it out for a while. <laughs> yeah. No, I totally understand that. But I would absolutely come down and put your deodorant on for you. <laughs> oh, I love you so much. I put yours on too. Yes. Oh, because that's that is the hardest. Like that's all I kept thinking last night and all day yesterday as to why I didn't go to the hospital is, what if there's something really wrong with me, and I have to stay there 
who's, who's going to do things? Who's going to take care of my kid? Well, yeah. you've got a husband, but... I've got a husband, but he works. I can't expect yeah. him to take time off of work. No. My mother-in-law works. I don't have family. What would I do? There's not many options for those types of no. situations. And that's why, again, we don't go get care for what we need. We pretend Absolutely. That, that's why I believe um, a lot of women who, who do pass from heart failure or heart, heart attacks, <clears throat> heart attacks, heart disease, whatever, is because we are so so reliant on ourselves. Mm-hmm. And we know, like, we, we know not to know that there's a problem. <laughs> well, yeah, we usually take care of others before we take care of ourselves. You yeah. know, I've had the luxury where, you know, my older two are older now. Mm-hmm. They're taking care of themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. my 13, my 13 year old, it's a village raising mm-hmm. my 13 year old. You know, with my daughter and her wife and mm-hmm. such. And, you know, we do a lot of talking. Very That's important. Talking, you know, and I have conversations with my 13-year-old now that I wasn't comfortable having those conversations with my 27-year-old when she was 13. Mm-hmm. So I think just as we get older as people, we become a little more comfortable. Some of us, because like in my house growing up, we didn't talk about sex. Mm-mm. You know, we didn't, my parents didn't sit down. I didn't know what to really expect. Did you or, know what your period was going to be before you got it? Um, yes, but not. Oh, I had no clue. Yeah. I had no clue. You were one of those kids mm-hmm. no that clue. woke up with it. Like yeah, I was, at, I was at my parents' friend's house. Thought I was dying. Thought I was dying. You're not the first girl I've heard say that. And then, I also have two older sisters who could have told me. But nobody told me it was going to happen again. It was just like, oh, here, use this. You'll be fine. So then next month, like, it came again. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I feel so you bad are... for little me. It's not even funny. I think there's so many women that look back and feel bad for their whole entire childhood through their teenage years. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And what they've withstood and what Mm -hmm. they've gone through, you know. But when you look at it and you actually stand back and you're like, holy fuck, look at the fuck I lived through. Like, I used to joke about it. Like, I used to be fun. Like, I used to think it was funny and, and this was just how it was. No, it was really fucked up. Yeah, you were a child with unmet needs. Mm-hmm. So and I didn't realize us. it until I had kids. Yeah, Having my own and seeing what they need and, and how much I love them and what I would do for them. How the hell can anybody do that? How the hell do people walk away and don't want anything to do with their kids? I've, I have two daughters that, you know, dad just wasn't interested. And, I don't get that. You know, it is what it is, you know? Mm-hmm. Then you just work on being the best type of mom you can be, yep. you know, and try not to think about the other angle of it mm-hmm. from the other perspective. And that's exactly what I do. I, I focus all of my energy on being the best mom. Yeah. Um, yeah. And making sure that the people in my kids' lives are good people. That's so important. Um, and well-rounded people. Well-rounded Exactly. Non-judgmental, well-rounded, caring, genuine people. Yeah. Yeah. I don't let the fake people in. I don't let the ones who are going to hurt 
anybody in. If you've fucked me over once in your life, you're really, you're done. You've allowed yourself to establish boundaries Mm -hmm. and you're maintaining them in order to be healthy and be the best version of you. And that's where I am at in my life, trying to figure out those boundaries Mm -hmm. and those borders and what's safe and what's not safe. You know, it's just because sometimes you do open up and you share your stories with people. And then sometimes... And then they use it against you. They'll they'll use your your information against you. And that's... I don't want that in my life. Yeah, I was married to a man like that. um, You know? So I don't wish to waste my energy on people that... um, that just maintain themselves at lower negative energy anymore. I just need a break. Right. We all do. Oh, absolutely. Positivity. That's why we need mm-hmm. our feet in the fucking sand. In the sand. In the water. Get that wash and away. In the water. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. And you know me, like you said, I'm a goblin, so I got to go down and get my shells and yes. my Yes, your little props. trinkets. I'm telling you, I, love I all feel like this little kid's rock collecting bag, and I was telling my mom about it. She goes, "Will you get it for Kaylee?" I said, "No, myself. I want it for me." Oh my god, that's too funny. I love that. I'm like, I have a problem. <laughs> that's why I use all my seashells as ashtrays. Well, not just ashtrays. I put them in my planners. Oh like, yeah, I do that. They're all over all my plants. Yeah, that's what I do. I mean, I have certain ones that I carry in my bag. Mm-hmm. You know, I switch them out. I wear some. But yep. <laughs> just... I'm taking the kids this summer. We're going to go rock hounding. Where are you doing that at? I'm going to take them up to the Palisades, which are way up North Jersey. Mm. And supposedly there's a lot of different fossils and um, gem, not gems, uh, crystals up there. That's awesome. Yeah. So that sounds that's like a lot, a lot of fun. Of fun. Mm-hmm. What about um have you taken your boys to the dinosaur park and over at Rowan where they do the fossil hunting? No. What is this? Oh, right at Rowan University. They there's a um a dinosaur fossil hunting field over there. That's awesome. I'm gonna have to look it up. Yeah, look it up. Absolutely. Absolutely. It. Yeah, I know a lot of people like go there with their little boys and little mm-hmm. girls and enjoy doing that type of stuff. Okay. I'm gonna look yeah. into it. That's awesome. I didn't know that was a thing. That sounds great. Oh, uh, yeah. Right off of uh, 55. Okay. In the field where they do it, it's not, you would just basically stay on all highways. Right, yeah. Until you got there from where you're coming from. Yeah, it's not hard to get there for me. Mm-mm. No, not at all. Yeah, your, your little guy would probably enjoy Oh, he would love that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right, Terry, thanks for calling in today. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you being here. I appreciate you talking with me. Mm -hmm. I might have a permanent co-host. That's awesome. I did a couple little uh, interviews over the phone this week, and I might have... uh, That was weird. I might have somebody interested. So um, I'll I'll know in two weeks whether or not it's going to be permanent or if we're, we're doing a show like we're going to do a test run in two weeks and see that's awesome yeah so congratulations I look forward to hearing it um, so yeah uh, reach out to me uh, greatideaspodcast at gmail.com you can find me on Facebook Instagram um, Instagram is Podcast. 